I used to go to this vintage store in DC and she's no longer with us, but I felt like I had found like my vintage fairy godmother. And it was just like every time I would go there, she would have a really incredible curation and a really incredible selection for me. And we would just play all day. Like we would just play in clothes. Yeah, I still have pieces from that shop. And so I love that. And sometimes it's just like the vintage gods will just smile on you, right? Like I do remember being in Atlanta and being like, I really want some Halston. Why don't I have any Halston? And literally dropping into an antique store, not even a vintage clothing store, an antique store and finding like a really fabulous Halston caftan and just being like, oh, wow, like ask for it. And the vintage gods will just, you know, smile upon you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really felt like that. So those kind of moments always feel good. It feels like a little serendipitous and just kind of like, yeah, someone's looking out for me up there. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Fashion Moment podcast. Whether you're a fashion lover or just fashion curious, welcome. I literally love bringing you one-on-one interviews week after week with your fashion favorites. I get inspired every time, and I hope you do too. This podcast is not sponsored, and all of us here are freely giving our time because we all believe in this and we love it. I would love to continue this great work and bring you even more content, exclusive features, and live events in the years ahead. If you love the podcast or just want to support, buy me a coffee. Yes, a coffee. You can visit buymeacoffee.com slash a fashion moment to become a fashion friend for one coffee a month, $5, or click the support tab to grab any amount you like. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash a fashion moment. Thank you for supporting us. Now on to the show. Zenobia Moro is an artist and private jeweler specializing in custom engagement rings and fine jewelry. She's also an entrepreneur and the owner of her own fine jewelry enterprise, 7 June. Zenobia is one of the dopest and most stylish people that I've ever met. And I mean that, y'all. Like, she is the epitome of cool and has a creative eye unlike anyone that I've ever witnessed. She's understated, gracious, and humble, and her beauty truly matches what's on the inside. Zenobia is one of the few African-American women certified gemologists in the world. The Atlanta, Georgia native attended Howard University where she would receive her BFA in design and would go on to study gemology at the Gemological Institute of America. She has traveled the world and has worked at some of the most prominent diamond houses. Zenobia has been featured in Essence Magazine, Ebony, Modern Luxury, and more. Her jewelry is a celebrity favorite and can often be found on some of the most prominent red carpets. But she's one of my personal favorites and certainly one of the most fascinating and fabulous people I know. So check out my conversation with the one, the only, Zenobia Morrow. I'm like such a personal fan of of just 
you, your being, who you are. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into that because I was just like, who is this magical person? Like I'm I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm like kind of obsessed. Okay. <laughs> so we'll start from the beginning. So like yeah. what was life like for you in Atlanta? I mean, like Atlanta, so like everyone I meet from Atlanta is just like together at least from what Uh. like the folks I've met I'm like dang like eyebrows like they'll be like oh this is a bad day and I'm like is it is it though oh man Atlanta growing up in Atlanta I mean I think that it's just like it gives you that foundation of just uh I don't even want to call it black excellence but like growing up in a city that's a majority black city right Mm-hmm. Um, where everywhere that you go is really just um, a diverse place. And I see it more now living in Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. how, you know, just how different it is, the stark contrast where you go into the bank and everyone is, and the, the tellers are black. The people who are who are putting their money in the bank are black. You go into the restaurant and the people that are working there and the owner and the patrons So it's like you're in this environment where you can see all of the possibilities. And for me, I think that that was like super formative. Um, And it was also just like a lot of fun. Like Atlanta was just (laughs) such a good, a good time in the, in the nineties and early 2000s. So, you know, we had a lot of fun there too. (laughs) Amazing. Well, you know, I'm curious, like what, what is one of your like earliest, fashion memories I'm sure you have a million but like what is like one of the very first ones you can like remember well you are the fashion the fashion queen I don't know that my fashion memories would even live up but I think that probably just the early you know the earliest thing that I learned about fashion was from my mom and it was just all about quality you know, my mom was just like a quality queen, you know, it was going to be a cashmere this and a, mm. and a wool pant yes. and, like, and like a St. John suit. And she was Uh-oh. just like really, <laughs> she was just like really drilling it in about quality from very, very early on. And of course I had like my fun, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I wanted to be the fashion thing, especially when I was young. But like, I think that was really formative, just her talking about always really stressing quality and like having a uniform and like, mm. you know, not buying a bunch of BS. So, wow. Yeah. I would say I love those that. were like my, my early fashion memories going through. Well, you know, and at our like, <laughs> your name is like pretty dope. And oh. I just, I mean, we have to, we have to touch on this. Like where did the name Zenobia come from and who selected the name and what is the significance Okay. All right. So I actually get <laughs> asked this question a lot. Um, uh, yeah, actually- I read about it. I was like, <laughs> let me, I was like, I gotta ask for the viewers though. I gotta do it. Right. Okay. So my name, Zenobia is my grandmother's name. It was my hmm. father's mother's name and she passed away when he was uh, a young boy. Um, so he is actually who kind of gave me the name from his mother, but my mom also knew about the name because Zenobia was a historical figure. She was the queen mm-hmm. in what, um, was then called Palmyra and is oh. now like in, in where Syria is now. Exactly. So oh, it wow. is a historical name, but that's not how I got it. It was, um, mm. it was definitely from my, my granny. I'm <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm sure she's fabulous too. (laughs) So like what led you to study like advertising and graphic design at Howard University? Like how did, how did we end up there? HU. 
you know. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, it's actually kind of a sad story because wow. you know I wanted to paint. I was an, I was I considered myself a fine artist at that time. Like I was painting. Um, you know, and I was m- making, I don't know, crafting and making sculpture. And like, I was just always making things. And when it was time to go to school, my mom was just like, yeah, no, no, you can't go to school for painting. Um, wow. and so I picked, you know, like the next best thing, um, which was graphic design and advertising. And I, you know, I thought I was going to be like an art director somewhere. Um, I but I still painted for, for a very long time after that. <laughs> uh, well, do you still paint? like till this very day. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did all the paintings in my own place. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I did some paintings for like some friends and that kind of thing. It was more decorative than I, than I feel like, Hmm. you know, actual art, but, um, I try to get it out somewhere. Yes. Yes. The dream lives on Zenobia. Do not let it die. I mean, well, I know you got to keep those creative (laughs) juices. You have to like, I wanted to be a fashion designer. My parents were like, nope. Do I want to be a fashion designer today? Heck no. Like, no, like absolutely not. I'm glad I did not go in that direction, but fashion, it's like, it lives, it must live. So we look forward to seeing paintings from you um, from a more (laughs) artistic direction. We want to see your soul. We know it's in there. Mm -hmm. So this, of course, was where I met you. And I, mm-hmm. I swear, girl, I was like, number one, who is this fabulous soul? And number two, <laughs> I literally, I could not wait. I was like, oh my God, what is Zenobia going to wear? Is it going to yeah. be with the bold lip? Is it going to be with the nude lip? Are we doing a scarf? I remember you wore this scarf, like a red lip. And I was like, excuse me it was like a denim situation and I think it was like a white tee that you like styled and I was like this girl like what (laughs) so like where did your sense of effortless style come from like it was just so like it it just seemed like you you would wake up in the morning and be like you know what I'm gonna throw Mm -hmm. this together like where did this come from yeah I mean you say effortless but it really was just like you know I I just I, I thrive off of like a, an inspiration for the day. Mm. So it like might be, I'm looking at pictures of Diana Ross and how she cut up a t-shirt. And then I'm just like, I'm going to cut up a t-shirt today. You know what I mean? Like, especially back in those days and the Howard days, it was just kind of like, also, you know, Howard, like anything goes, you know what I mean? Like it was just, you know, it was just playing with creativity and playing with clothes and not taking it so seriously. Mm. Um, and just kind of enjoying, you know, putting, putting something together and being inspired. That's where it came from, I guess. Yeah. I love it. I mean, (laughs) so then you're like, all right, I'm graduating and you move to Dubai. Like, yeah. What was that like? Like, where did, like, where, like, where did that decision come from? Like, did you have a project? Like what happened? Girl, no. I mean, first of all, in those <laughs> days, nobody knew, like, this was before Dubai had, like, really right. become, like, a destination. Nobody knew where I was going. Nobody knew no, what I was No, we did about. not. We didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, where nobody is she? Nobody knew what I was talking about. They're like, where? What is that? You going to the yeah. Middle East? Like, um, 
nobody knew. I had known about Dubai, I guess, from my uncle who was in the Navy, and I had been reading about it at the time. Um, and there was an American university in Dubai, right? So um, after school, I went and I did um, like technically a study abroad there, but of mm-hmm. course I had already graduated. So the study abroad became kind of like a study in debauchery. Like it was just a, a mess. You know. Like it was a beautiful, beautiful time there. It was right <laughs> before the crash, you know, like the, yeah. the market wow. crash. So it was just really a playground and I got to see like a whole nother level of luxury, a whole nother mm-hmm. level of lifestyle that like I had never even conceptualized, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the time. So um, that was like some really serious, that was like really serious. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so really beautiful. serious living. Yes. Yeah, oh, great. you were doing it, it girl. Good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a good I mean, time. why not? You know, young, yeah. fabulous, do it. So, yeah, do it. You, you know, I have to ask like, I I mean, Dubai is still on my list. I missed that whole yeah. situation where the tickets were like $200 and everyone bought right? a ticket. <laughs> I was right. so mad. I'm sure you could get a good <laughs> ticket now, though. Like, like, I'm what? sure you could get a really good ticket now. Yeah. All right. Well, it's I'll so look. different now. Yeah, I but go. you're, you could definitely go, and it's going to be fabulous. I mean, it's still Yay. fabulous. There. <laughs> I want to <Yeah>. race cars, <laughs> and of course, I want to go to the Gold District. Like, is it yeah. worth visiting? Like, what is it? What was your experience like going there? Yeah. I'm sure you were there at some. Point. Oh my goodness! I mean, there is a bracelet that haunts my dream, right? Okay, this bracelet that I did not buy. Nothing haunts us like the things we didn't buy. I didn't get this bracelet. I used the money though to go to Egypt for like a trip to Egypt while I was over there because it's so close. Um, and that was a life-changing experience. So I don't really regret it, but I yeah. do remember this incredible bracelet. But um, yeah, the gold souk is uh, you know, like a souk is a market and it's just like a market with all gold, all gold jewelry. Um, they have perfumes and everything like that. But the, the main thing is the gold. Right. Yeah. And so they do like really high carat gold out there yeah. um, and just very intricate designs. Like you can't really find it anywhere else. And um, yeah, it's totally worth going. It's totally worth going. Even if you just go and look and like and wow. like Google all of the windows, you know. Amazing. Really like, is it, is yeah. it like, do they have affordable ranges? Like, do you go in, like, do they have like a little, you know, something you can weigh the gold and say, Hey, I I'm want sure. this much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, um, it's by weight. And then of course, you know, by the manufacturing and the labor and all of those kinds of things are, are in, involved, of course, like when you're buying any other type of jewelry, but I haven't been in so long, but of yeah. course they have a full range of the things that you can get, you know, from oh a little God. tiny earring to like a humongous, like breastplate, all of like 22 oh karat God. gold and all of the gemstones. It's insane. It's crazy. I was going to ask yeah. this question later, but like, since we're talking mm-hmm. about gold, why not? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the boys, their, their grandparents are from Afghanistan and yeah. I swear they're always talking about 24 karat gold. Like, like yeah. that's the, they're like, Oh, is it 24 karat? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Like if it's like right. lower, it's like, Oh, like that's not gold, gold. So like uh-huh. how, like how, how typical is it for someone to be able to even find 24 karat gold, especially in the U S like I've had a hard time. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, 24 mean? karat is very soft. So 24 mm. karat is pure gold. It's like incredibly soft. Um, you know, there are places where they use it for jewelry, but it's extremely rare because it just gets banged up really easily. Uh, um, okay. And, um, you know, because it's so soft. So you might see what you really see that's high, like considered high carat gold mm-hmm. um, is 22 carat, right? And that's still very, very high. Um, okay. 22 carat is really where you're going to be finding actual like jewelry pieces, but for everyday wear, you know, you can do from 18, even down to 10 karat gold. And that just means that there, the percentage of gold is mixed with other metals and alloys to make it harder and more durable. Sometimes also for color, like for example, when you have rose gold, it has some other types of metals, um, namely copper and perhaps oh. nickel or something in it to give it the color. Right. <sighs> so I didn't know that. Yeah. So the, or, or even white gold, of course, also has some elements mixed as mixed into it. And then it's rhodium plated to give it that white color, but gold out of the ground, straight out the ground is 24 karat and it's yellow. Right. Wow. So, there you go. That's wow. Well, I learned something. Yeah. I hope y'all learned something like, but yeah. we're going to keep going. Yeah. Because there's so <laughs> if much. They, <laughs> if they have some uh, some sources for 24 karat gold jewelry, let me know. <laughs> okay, cuz I was like, girl, I don't know what Call you're talking me. about because Yeah. <laughs> I've mostly seen 22 karat as, as high karat okay. gold here. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes that makes a lot of sense. I was like, that yeah. I can find. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So, and even so, that is rare to find, but it's uh, that's what's going to be available. It's hard. It's hard. I'm like, yeah. what? 18? I'm like, okay. You know, 16, yeah. of course, 14 for sure. You know, yeah. so yeah. this is good right. to know. Thank you, Zenobia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will be coming back with facts, you know. There you go. So what officially prompted you to get your graduate degree in gemology? And mm-hmm. also for those of us who don't know, cause I didn't know, but like, what mm-hmm. is the GIA and like, why is it significant for jewelers? Right. Okay. So, um, after I came back from Dubai and I worked for a while and when it was time to move to my next thing, I started kind of just researching the jewelry industry because it was something that I've always had an interest in and I just didn't know how to break into it. Like, you know, it seems like it's family businesses. Like it was very niche. I didn't know anybody that worked in the jewelry industry outside of like retail. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, So uh, GIA came up and GIA is a, basically it's a lab. Um, it's a lab and uh, an educational institution all dedicated to a, a gemology, uh, identifying gems and diamonds, basically. So they have a big campus in Carlsbad, California, and they also have a campus in New York, and they have campuses all, wow. all around the world. Um, but I went to the New York, I moved to New York, and I mm-hmm. went to their program in New York. Uh, I started with jewelry design and like hand rendering. So those pan- painting skills kind of came in handy. Right. Um, and then from there did the diamonds program and the gem program, both of those together create like a full diploma in gemology. Um, wow. so I was able to learn how to grade, um, how to identify and grade diamonds and gemstones, um, there as well. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. So you, you're, mm-hmm. you're falling in love like that. Honestly, like just to be like, you know what? I don't know anyone who works in this industry. I'm yeah. just going to jump in. Like, 
I was your see what ex- it's about yeah like what was that like like even just going yeah. there like I know there you know I, I would assume there aren't a lot of like African-Americans like mm-hmm. no in your position. no so like what was, was that experience like for you I was definitely the only one like in class mm-hmm. and um and uh you know that I that I could identify in the industry there were a few people that are maybe African or you know um South American, black, black Latinx people mm-hmm. that are in the industry as well. Um, but at the time I didn't know other African Americans that were yeah. in the diamond business. Okay. Specifically. So you might have wow. people that are jewelry designers and those kinds of things, but like, um, in just straight diamond selling and diamond buying, there was like nobody that I could identify, but I didn't let that stop me. So I just, yeah. I started yeah, I went to school. Um, and then after school was done, I started looking in the industry for a job and I interviewed with like a ton of just the, you know, your, your design houses, right. Mm. So like Yerman and Tiffany and company, like all the names, Temple Sinclair. Um, and then I walked into this, uh, diamond house in New York. He was a young guy and, um, had really, really nice goods focused on fancy shape, which is anything that's not a diamond is considered, uh, not a round diamond is considered a fancy shape diamond. Interesting. Um, and it was like me and his nephew and I was the first employee and I was just wow. like, I'm, this is it. Like, this is home. And we just got along so great. He was young. He had a lot of really creative and, and full ideas about where he wanted to take his business and he had really nice goods. So I just, I was there. I was, Gonna, I told myself, oh, I'll be here for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And I ended up spending like eight years with him, growing wow. his business, going crazy. <sighs> um, and just, you know, it was an incredible time. I learned so much. And being in the heart of the Diamond District in New York was just like an education oh as soon as you walk out the door, right? <laughs> so oh, my God. Like, yeah, it was like very much, uh, you know, it was like, wow, I'm really in this every day, every day. Wow. And and did, yeah. you know, did folks start to sort of get to know you in the Diamond District? Yeah. Like, like, did it for become sure. sort of a family for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I started out, like I said, it was just me and him in the beginning. And so I was doing everything. I was doing diamond calls. I was running all over the district, picking up wow. this thing, going to that place, taking this to this jeweler, like, you know, so I got to see everything. And then, you know, uh, you, you do have to deal with a little bit of that, like, who's that girl of or you know, that girl's just the messenger, you know? And then, mm-hmm. but as time went on, I earned my stripes and I just, yeah. you know, I did, you got to fight for your respect. Um, but, uh, once people know that, you know, what you're doing and, um, you have the backing of, of someone that is really respected in the industry and you stay in it, you know what I mean? Um, you, you learn who's who and, uh, yeah, it was just like a really great period of growth for me. I love it. Yeah. And there's only one Zenobia in the Diamond District. There's y'all. only one there's Zenobia only one. in the Diamond District. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it so me. much. Exactly. So what inspired you to like step out on your own and, and launch yeah. 7 June? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I probably could have stayed there for life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just, for sure. uh, um, but uh, what I really 
what I was really focused on was bringing what I learned back to my community, you know, and that was just kind of always something that I wanted to do. And um, as I stayed in the business, you know, I had friends of friends that had come to me for engagement rings or, hey, I want to buy something for my girlfriend or I want to buy something for my man. And it's like, can you help me? And all of that kind of thing. And then so it started with hoops. I started with gold hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had some friends that have been asking about gold hoops and I was just like, you know what, look, I'm just going to put them on a website. <laughs> I just made a cute little square space website. Like here's <laughs> the stuff, here's the prices order them and I'll, I'll do it for you, you know, like pre-order them. That. Uh, and that's kind of how I started. And then, um, you know, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. I love it so no, much. We so are. where'd the name come from? <laughs> like what? Like seven June. Oh, seven June is my birthday. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I, I That's mean, the name. I have to ask. So you, you start, you start with the hoops. Now what, yeah. now what types of products are you offering now? Now it's really a full range. So I have three different categories that I, uh, or three different offerings, right? For 7 June. It's custom, um, curated, and concierge. So wow. custom is custom design, bridal. That's my bread and, bread and butter. Like, I love doing bridal projects. I love doing custom design projects for people. Um, the curated selection is things that I just put together, like staple pieces, things that you're going to love. They're up Mm -hmm. on the website. They don't require a whole lot of back and forth. You can just browse and buy, right? And then um, the concierge service is a little bit more tailored, right? So you might have someone like that says that contacts me because they are looking for a chain that I don't have on the website. You know, there's like a lot of different sizes and chains. So it's like, okay, but I don't know what I want to start with. You know what I mean? I want to create like a layered look for my necklaces, but I don't even know where to start. And so I'll ask them for like pictures or, you know, ideas. And then I'll put together, like I'll put together an offering for them and we can go through that. Let's say, you know, I want this one for Christmas. And then for, for February, I want you to ask, but I want my, my man to ask you for this one. (laughs) So, you know, this is his name, like, you know, so it's a little bit more tailored um, and that's time that you spend with me directly where I can kind of do a little bit more handholding about like options and different things that you, that are available. Right. Oh my God. I love this. My yeah. a new life goal is to work with you and have like a full concierge every year. Like this is yeah. the goal. These are the diamonds that are Let's happening. Let's do it. I love it. On my it. manifestation <laughs> list. Y'all hear that? On my manifestation yes. list. So yeah. And I have I love that. so many friends of mine as well <laughs> that have kind of done it for themselves where it's like they start out and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to get into my big girl jewelry. So like, what's love the first it. thing I should get? here's my budget. And so it'll be like, okay, well maybe let's do studs and this is the size you can get in that price point. Or, um, then from there, okay, I know you have the round studs, so let's do, you know, a, a diamond station necklace, you know? So it's like, yeah. we're building it out together based on the other products that they've either got for me or got, you know, any, anywhere else that they've been able to shop. And mm-hmm. we kind of just look at it a little bit more holistically. <sighs> 
I love it so much. Yeah. It's a lot now of fun. I, yeah. On my list. Okay. I guess I can do it for myself too. Okay. That, that is noted. Also I'll figure it yeah. out. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> So, I mean, your jewelry has been on red carpet, celebrities. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you're, you know, you're like very low key about it, which is, you know, am, yeah. like, you you oh, know, no. which is great because it's a very, you know, it's a very high end luxury sort of clientele, you know? So, yeah. you know, has there ever been at least a moment that you can share with us where it was like, mama, I made it. I made it. Mm. Mm. No, any day now. Oh. <laughs> like- <laughs> Any day now, I'll be feeling like that. You know, I I think it's just a constant, it's just constantly working. You know, it's like, it's never, you're never Never finished. But I will say that, like, every time that I go out and I see people in my jewelry or Mm -hmm. I sit with a friend who I did their engagement ring and I, and I get to see it on and in the real world, I'm like, or when people tag me on things on Instagram, pieces that mm-hmm. they bought from me like I'm just so thrilled I'm so that's my like I made it moment because it's like wow you know I'm really Aww. doing this in real life and it's uh and it's really happening and this is really something that somebody can live with and enjoy and um that becomes part of their story you know and part of yes. the, part of the things that they wear every day and that feels really special I, I love the the coin necklace that you created. Ah, like I'm obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah, and you're wearing yours. I got the Rolo chain to like wear love with it. it. And of course, mm-hmm. my little toddler just like snatches, just like snatches Aww. it off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like the chain broke. Like, what do I do? Aww, so I have yeah. to get the chain fixed, or I figured I would just buy another chain. Like no, just, you can you send know, it to me. I'll well fix it. Get, a, get another chain. But that brings up a really good point where it's just like jewelry for your lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like, you know, um, <laughs> making sure you get the right pieces for your lifestyle because maybe a thicker chain, if you have Girl. active children or... I didn't know. You know I didn't you know. A, <laughs> you need a thicker <laughs> chain. You get your chain snatched. You know what uh, I mean? Seriously. Like, I, I, uh, mean, I just felt so disrespected. I was like, oh, this, uh, this is how it feels to get your chain snatched. Well, thank you, yeah. little three-year-old. Thanks a lot. Aw, he's so but sweet. Yes, he just wanted to wear it, I'm sure. Probably. Uh, <laughs> but that's a really good piece. Yeah, we can fix your chain. It's no I'm big like deal. But it happens also it happens also with engagement rings you have you have um people where it's just like I really love a really delicate delicate ring and they send me pictures and I'm like okay yeah but you're a nurse you know what I mean and you're like or you're using your hands every day or you're a yoga teacher you're really active like your that is not going to be the right um mounting for your lifestyle and that's something you got to think about you know so working with somebody and that can uh see the bigger picture is helpful. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So what Mm -hmm. is the number one piece of advice that you would give someone in search of a diamond? And I know you've done workshops, but you know, just Mm -hmm. for the purposes of this show, because Mm -hmm. you're going to have to pay for that y'all. Cause you know, she's got Mm -hmm. the knowledge, but like, what would be (laughs) (laughs) the number one piece of advice? Yeah, my number one piece of advice would be just call me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Just call me and I'll help you. I um, love but no, it. seriously. <laughs> uh, you know, you want to go to, you want to find someone that's a professional that you can trust, that you can be yeah. honest with about your budget, about like, like I said, your lifestyle, 
um, and who can really take into account what it is that you want as opposed to just pushing something that they want to sell. Wow. That's the first, first step before you wow. even get into like, you know, color clarity and all of the rest of it. Um, you want to feel listened to and you want to feel like, um, you know, this person has your best interest and they know what they're, they're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, with diamonds, you know, there's some chatter, you know, like commercially, sometimes mm-hmm. industry-wide potentially about like the value, like mm-hmm. the value of a diamond. Is it valuable? Is it just a big commercial sort of push in comparison mm-hmm. to some of the other gems that are out there? So, so mm-hmm. what is sort of like your take on the diamond and its value? Well, I would say that white diamonds are items that more so hold their value, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're talking about color diamonds, blues, pinks, these kinds of investment stones are things that can gain value over time. That's the first thing. Um, And and it's something to kind of think about. You know, you kind of do have to think about the supply chain of it all, right? Like, so... When you're buying something, there's late, you're buying an engagement ring from your regular big box retail store, right? They have to build in their profit. They have to build in labor costs. They have to pay to keep their lights on, you know, like they have to pay for all of these other kinds of things. And that's a profit that's built into the piece that you're buying, right? So when you go to sell this item back, you're not going to get exactly what you've paid for it because mm-hmm. there's profit in there. Um, but the closer that you can get to, um, you know, more of a wholesale pricing and more of like a true pricing, then the better you're going to come out. But the good thing about all of it is that if you buy a well-cut, beautiful stone with a GIA lab report, you can always sell it for something, right? Wow. Um, and if you're a wife and you're getting it, you know, and you're getting it as a gift, that's all profit to you. So yep, that is don't true. worry about all that. <laughs> that <laughs> is make true. Sure, just make sure that you are, you know, getting the right thing mm. um, and, the right, and the right value, you know? Um, so that would be my advice. And people are not going to tell you that. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Because you're like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like it's associated with this brand or that brand. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, like it right. it's so expensive, but it's like, is it really? <laughs> so mm-hmm. that makes total mm-hmm. sense. So are there any mm-hmm. other, other gems you would recommend like in conjunction or in conjunction with the diamond that you personally mm-hmm. really love or find interesting? Oh my God. I mean, I love all, I like, <laughs> love all gemstones. You know what yes. I mean? I just, um, I just going to GIA and you see the full range of what's available in the gemstone, but in the jewelry business, you know, we have the ch- semi-precious stones, the mm-hmm. citrine, um, topaz, amethyst, um, quartz, rose quartz, etc., like that. And then mm-hmm. you have more of a fine gemstone. So you might have like the big three sapphire, emerald, ruby, um, sapphires come in all colors. Um, so I love those. Um, I love opals, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I love it all. It's beautiful. Like all of it is so beautiful and all of it is just like a real testament to what nature and God can oh. do in terms of, um, like just the beauty of nature, the magnitude of of what's going on out there that, that something like this can be produced by the earth. And, and speaking and that's of, what makes it special the nature and the production mm-hmm. of these, mm-hmm. these stones, like from the earth, I'm sure 
each of them have different processes that they sort of go through in order to come into being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that Mm -hmm. there is energy associated with, with the gems, with the gemstone? Well, like, you know, for real, because so they're funny. like, oh, so this is like love. Now. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh, you need you need this stone for this. You know, I have a yeah. uh, like one of the what's the what's the pink stone? It like my it's like rose my, quartz. My brain. Yes, I got some rose quartz, like you know, mm-hmm. rose quartz face roller, like to ro- like mm-hmm. oh, I want love to come into my life, so let me like mm. roll this all over my face. Like maybe this mm. will be helpful. Like is this? Yeah. <laughs> Are we, are we going crazy here or is there something to it? I mean, I guess it's twofold, right? (laughs) So it's like your, you know, there's nothing more powerful than your own mind, right? Uh So it's like, if you, uh, if Mm -hmm. you believe in these things and you attribute that to something, then your, your own mind is what is, you know, um, is, Uh is directing your energetic field, right? Um, but then also there's something to be said of just things being beautiful and beauty being a healing aspect of life. Um, and then the final part of it is really the science, right? So like, these are items that have grown with the earth. They've been deep inside of the earth and they are soaking up all of that energy, um, where it's something like a moldavite that comes from volcanic, you know what I mean? Uh, volcanic glass or, you know, these kinds of things, like this is a real process is when you talk about a diamond, um, you know, this is something that was a material that's been here before we were before that was part of the wow. stars. You know what I mean? Wow. So it really is, you're looking at like a billion years worth of earth's processes when you're looking at a diamond and it's really, really special. And I think that gets kind of lost on people, especially with diamonds, but, um, you know, wow. it's like, you know, this is, the earth made this is really, really special item. Um, and yeah, maybe you're getting a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of vibration. <laughs> you're like, girl, it's your mind. Okay. Like <laughs> you set the intention, uh, like we set got the intention, <laughs> put something beautiful there. Well, you, you know, know, in LA, like, you know, everybody's oh God, got the everywhere. crystals yeah. and the, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's a total thing. That's, But every item does have like an energetic field and an energetic vibration. So that part of it is actually very real. Can you feel it with everything else that's happening in the world around you? I don't know. Maybe if you're very finely tuned, but uh, that is so interesting. It's sort of like sound bowls and meditate and see. (laughs) I love it. Now this is really interesting. It's like, let me ask her because, you know, yeah. So I have definitely my own crystal collection and I I know you do. I definitely feel uh, (laughs) tapped in when I'm, when I'm sitting with them for sure. So I don't know. It's so, and you also have some really, um, I have the, what is it? The wine, the wine stopper, like with the Mm. the stone, I I bought that from you and the, um, Good Lord, the, uh, you put it on, you put your cup on it. What is it? What is it? My, my brain is yes. The coasters, (laughs) like the stone, it's like so beautifully cut. And I was like, oh my God, these are amazing. Like I'm obsessed. So I was like, okay, I just love it. Gather my home collection from Zenobia. I need to get my stones and order my gold. So like, it's it's a, it's a goal of mine. It feels so good. It feels, it feels so good to like, 
wear your precious metals and to have your, you know, your beautiful wine stopper or your nice coasters. It's gorgeous. Or, it's gorgeous. You know, cut out of rocks. It's, it's, it does something to your, to your psyche to be surrounded by beautiful things, I feel. I love it. I love it so much. So mm-hmm. I have to ask you, what inspired you to be a minimalist? Wow. Um, I think living in small apartments would just too ah. much stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at some point you just get so sick of yourself. Like why do yeah. I have all this stuff? Um, yeah. But in terms of design and in terms of jewelry design, you know, I'm a gemologist, so I want to keep the focus on the stone. So I like to keep uh, everything else really delicate. I like to keep everything else really, unless it's a, it's a more of a metal focused piece. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when I'm designing, I want to keep it like really clean so that you can really have uh, the focus beyond the stone. And, and really see those kind of elements, like what we were just talking about. It's like the, the, the beauty of nature is mm. already surpasses anything that I can personally do. Right. <laughs> so I love it. Like, just do less. I think in, in general with everything in design, it's all about just like, just do less, you know? Wow. And did you feel yeah. sort of like less stress, more at peace? Like mm-hmm. when you made that transition, like in your personal space, because I've oh, seen, yeah. I've seen some of your Instagram, Post or I get a little peek. <laughs> I get a little peek into the space. I'm like, oh my god, is that? Oh my uh, god, yeah. is that a statue? Like, what is that? Oh yeah, my god, my space is like cleared out. Like, it's, it's a so museum dope. in here. <laughs> it's so. I'm like, we need like an architectural like digest situation because I need to know what like what yeah. the, pe- the curated pieces are. They look amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. No, <laughs> I like me up today. Girl, no, listen, <laughs> like I am a Zenobia mm-hmm. fan. If you ever need, mm-hmm. like, you know, come to me, <laughs> the listeners, I'm sure they're falling in love with you as well. We are here. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, and by the way, I'm, I, I am too. I call myself a minimalist maximalist so the things that okay. I have are like statement worthy but I don't have a lot Perfect. you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's the whole Marie Kondo thing of just like you know what sparks joy like what makes you feel yeah. good when you look at it and just like not have being cluttered with a whole lot of other uh, nonsense and just you know being focused on just like I really love this table if I don't have anything else in this room I have this like gorgeous table and that's what I want to have you know Yes. So, yes. And it prevents waste. Yeah. It's great for the environment. Also, we got to put that out there too. Also, but, yeah. You know, <sighs> speaking of the environment and jewelry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I mean, is it technically better to invest in, you know, fine jewelry as opposed mm-hmm. to like costume jewelry? I know that you feel mm-hmm. very, you know, you have very strong feelings yeah towards costume jewelry like what (laughs) (laughs) I mean listen I feel like if the design is like spectacular and the design can can um just be something that is just like really really cool then yeah Mm. I get some costume jewelry I wear costume jewelry because I do not have pierced ears many people don't know that about me Uh, my ears are not pierced so all of my earrings are like costume earrings but um, in general, I think that if you can, it's definitely better to just 
get some real gold, like get (laughs) some real jewelry. Yeah. Just get some real jewelry. And it is better for the environment. Once everything comes out of the ground, I mean, mining is a whole different issue like that, you know, it needs to be dealt with, but once it comes out of the ground, like that's gold, you know, like you can always melt it down. If you don't want it anymore, you can trade it in and go to lunch. Wow. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> or you talk. can trade it in and get a whole new piece. Like people are not throwing their gold and gemstone and diamond jewelry in the trash. Like they are yeah. with their, um, you know, when you get tired of that, like H and M necklace or whatever, like where does it go into a landfill? Yeah. Um, so it's just, I think of it, it's, it's definitely better if we're talking about sustainability to just work from work from, uh, yeah, like fine materials that you can and recycle. It's like clothing too, you know, it's like, exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. There's and always some t- way you can rework it if it's a nice piece. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I just have to, you know, circle back on something you sort of touched on a little bit, um, about you know, the industry and sort of the way that mm-hmm. diamonds are, you know, are, are, is it mind technically mm-hmm. Doug yeah. mind? Um, mind. sorry, I'm new. I'm new. I'm new. Um, <laughs> You're doing great. You're so, doing so like, great. you know, there have been some ethical things that have come up like in sure. terms of like ethical diamonds and like what that yeah. means. And like, so, so how do you sort of approach that as, you know, a jewelry designer as someone who has mm. a diamond business, like what, what is your approach to that whole yeah. scenario? It's, um, it's definitely something that we have to think about. And, yeah. you know, being a black woman in the diamond industry is something that, you know, it's something that's been on my mind since I came into the industry. Yeah. Um, but there are ways to work um, in, a, in a more ethical way and making sure that your own supply chain and the things that I sell are coming from reputable sources. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously we have a lot that had, had gone on with Kimberly, the Kimberly process and all of those kinds yeah. of things in the 80s and 90s with the blood diamonds, et cetera, et cetera. And so the industry moved to make changes, you know, they can't not make changes. The PR was just way too bad, you know? So yeah, um, yeah. there, there's definitely change happening. Um, but it's not just the jewelry industry. It's the beauty industry. Oof, it's the fashion it's industry. Girl. It's like, it's everywhere, you know, every, in every place that you have um, something of value, you're going to have people that are exploiting and taking advantage, you know? Um, but we don't hear so much about like conflict metals in your cell phone and in your computer. Uh You know what I mean? Uh So Uh a lot of it comes (laughs) down to PR and, uh, wow. I, I think that that's something that you kind of have to educate yourself on and, and make sure you're, you're buying from places that are reputable. I love it. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. And and you mentioned, I'm sorry, I just have to circle back just for the folks like me who are like, huh? You, you mentioned mm-hmm. the Kimberly, what was it? The Kimberly? Oh, Kimberly process was uh, yeah, wh- the kind of like an industry answer to conflict diamonds that were coming oh, okay. out of certain areas. Yeah. Okay. I just had to clarify. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? What? Kim? Kim? Kim who? You know? So thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it so much. Yeah. So who are, you know, I let's go to the fashion because... Yeah. I'm obsessed with your style. <clears throat> Thanks. 
So (laughs) who are some of your favorite designers and why? And it doesn't, you know, I know you're into vintage as well. So it could be, you know, like vintage versions or present Mm -hmm. day versions, whatever you feel. Like, who are you into? Um, in terms of jewelry? Uh, no, like fashion, like clothing. Fashion, I saw you rocking Gucci in Italy. I saw that girl. Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> It's Italy. You got to pull out your Pucci. You got to pull yes. out your Versace. Like you got to pull out, you know, you got to pull it out. Why not? Where else are you going to pull it out? Um, I love to shop vintage like that. You know, I'm like yes. an Etsy queen. I'm like an eBay queen. Like I'm, I'm searching all the time for like, you know, great vintage pieces. Um <clears throat> Uh, from the designers of of note in whatever era, yeah. um, my body has gone through a lot of changes. I think like mm-hmm. everyone in uh, in quarantine, uh, so yeah. I had to kind of like readjust to like you know <laughs> once we go from putting on our sweatpants to like getting back into like real clothes. It's like right? oh, what size is this? <laughs> what is this? I love this it. Size four. <laughs> I don't know who, who left this in my closet, you know, so Stop it. <laughs> I've had to kind of like do a little bit of reworking, um, on all of, on all of, there's some vintage pieces that I hope to get back into in yes, this lifetime. Hello. I'm really trying. Hello. Um, <laughs> but on the jewelry side, um, you know, I love, obviously I love yellow gold. So I'm yeah. like a yellow gold gal, anything that's there. And I have so many friends that are, designers now from going to GIA and working in the industry. Um, so I have like friends that are jewelry designers that are doing really, really cool things. Mania Zamani, shout out Mania, um, Nicholas Liu, uh, my friend Catherine Hamian does really beautiful bridal as well. So yeah, I mean, we're just, I'm just like, it's like a love affair. It's like a ju- my, my, my money goes to jewelry now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, like, how do you like keep it like together? Because like, even when I was on your website, I was like, I want everything. I want two of this. Two of this. And I had to like rein myself in. And I was like, where am I going to keep like, where am I wearing this? Where am I going to keep this? How, how am I going to wear this? Like, yeah, there are all these questions. Like, how do you keep yourself in check? Like, how do you edit? How do you curate? Like with all, oh all these God. things, seriously. Well, I think it's kind of like art, right? So it's kind mm. of like you might pick a theme, you know, for your collection, like an overall theme. And I feel like my theme is yellow, gold, and white diamonds. So that makes it easy for me when I'm buying, you know, I might see something that's a really fabulous piece that's white gold, but I don't mix metals and I don't wear white gold. So I got to pass on that. You know what I mean? So it makes it easier. Um, or we shouldn't like, mix metals. We should is, not mix no, metals. You can. Absolutely. You can. You're like, that's just not how I get down. Oh, yeah. I, I love I'm it. Doing it. I'm doing it. I'm trying to keep it like this is minimalism, right? Like, so I'm trying yeah. to keep it focused. Um, and then, uh, you know, I love colored stones. I love colored stones, but every time I've bought really, um, color stone jewelry, I have, um, not worn it. My wow. mom ends up with it. Um, so I, love it. <laughs> I buy for other people, but like for myself, if I'm doing a color stone, it has to be like yellow or white. So I can do, wow. I can do pearls. I can do citrine. I can do yellow topaz, you know, um, or imperial topaz. I can do yellow sapphire but like yellow and white yellow gold white diamonds 
Yellowstone, white pearls, that kind of thing. And so then it kind of becomes a cohesive look, right? Yes. And that's just what I've made work. I have friends that I, I have one uh, really good friend that's like also a client and she does straight rose gold sweep, you know, wow. like, so when she's buying things, she wants to keep it all rose gold. Oh and so when goodness. her husband comes to me and is like, I need to get a gift. I'm like, I already know mm-hmm. one rose gold piece. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to pull for you. You know what I mean? So I think that that's kind of helpful, but then you also have people that just have really eclectic style and it works for them and they can throw on anything and they've got these incredible collections and, and that works too. Oh my God. Love that too. Yeah. Like I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm like, I have to like re-edit all of my jewelry. <laughs> this is like quite inspiring right now. Yeah. Okay, well, let so me know if there's pieces you want to wo- rework. That's something that I do in my custom as one of my custom offerings that we can rework old pieces. If you have stones from this thing and something from that thing, and we can make a, a, a brand new thing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, ha- you mentioned earlier that you're like an Etsy, you're on Etsy, you're on mm-hmm. eBay. Like where else do we go? Mm, for clothing. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Um, I love a consignment shop. Like just mm-hmm. drop me off somewhere <laughs> at a consignment shop in like a very ritzy neighborhood. I'm always going to come out with something cute. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you've got all of like the online retailers that are really amazing right now. Like yeah. uh, Farfe- Farfetch, Essence, you know what yes. I mean? Like when you just got to get your, just like your new, your new hot whatever's off but um if it's vintage like just yeah throw me in like some little town like goodwill <laughs> and I'm gonna come out with like something cute it's just about being creative yeah do you have like a uh, spot and knowing like, your fabric and knowing your fabric <laughs> do you have like a spot in LA like our I mean mm. I don't want I don't want you to give it away but like is yeah. there I'll say an area let's say is there an Top area secret I'm keeping it top secret, my dear. But um, ah! you know what LA does have in spades? Like LA has really good um, flea markets. Okay, So like good a Sunday know. flea type of situation, go grab your boo, get something to eat, walk around, yes. uh, find a cool ja- leather jacket or whatever. Like that's a very Sunday vibe in LA. But I love it. a lot of that here. <laughs> I love it so much. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm sure you have a million... A million answers to this question, but Mm -hmm. we ask every guest. Okay. What is one of your favorite fashion moments of all time? It could be something you witnessed, something you experienced. It could be personal, Mm -hmm. professional, or both. Like just a moment where you're like, this is a magical moment. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. A fashion moment. I used to go to this vintage store in DC and she's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I felt like I had found like my vintage fairy godmother. This was like around <laughs> in Howard times. And it was just like, every time I would go there, she would have, um, a really incredible curation and a really <sighs> incredible collection for me. And, um, we would just play all day. Like we would just oh play god. in clothes. Oh and, my god. Um, yeah, I still have pieces from that shop. Um, and so I love that. And so, you know, and sometimes it's just like the vintage gods will just smile on you. Right. Like mm. I do remember being in Atlanta and being like, I really want some Halston. Like, why don't I have any <gasps> Halston? 
and and literally dropping into an antique store, not even a, like a vintage clothing store, an antique store, and finding like a really fabulous Halston caftan. Oh my um, god! And just being like, oh wow, like ask for it, and the vintage gods will just you know smile upon you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really felt like that. So those kind of moments always feel good. It feels like a little serendipitous and just kind of like, yeah, someone's looking out for me up there. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a, I mean, a caftan. Girl, how many caftans do you have? Do you have? Do you still so have many? <laughs> I feel like you're a very caftan. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ideating. I'm creating. It's like it's so just easy. It's so easy to throw on oh. a caftan and a and a, some a big necklace, and you're good. I love. I'm obsessed. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like, oh my I am god, just, thank you. I am thank so, you so honored. I'm so, so glad cute. I met I you. Talk to you all day. At Howard, like I, I just, I'm rooting for you. I love what you're doing. I just, I love thank your you. vibe. You're such same, an amazing same. person, and and mm-hmm. we are just so excited to see all the amazing work you do. Everyone, make sure you, you go to what is it, sevenjune.com. 7junejewelry.com. Yeah. There we go. 7junejewelry on Instagram as well. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be sure to tag you and, and make sure we put everything in the show notes and promote because we love it. Support black business, support an amazing business period. She does great work. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of A Fashion Moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.